Welcome to the show, sports fans. This is the Treasure Valley PrepCast on IdahoSports.com. That's right. Welcome in another edition of the Treasure Valley PrepCast on IdahoSports.com, uh, where we break down District 3 athletics week in, week out. My name is Brandon Bainey. We are joined by Logan Green, LG. How you feeling? You, do, you doing good? Good, yeah. It sounds like you might have gotten what, what I had last week. Last week, man, I don't know what it was. I got slapped by something, but I'm, I'm ready to go. At least it's not next week, right, at the state tournaments that uh, everybody's getting everything. Yes, uh, <laughs> silver lighting. We're we're all getting our sickness out of the way before state. So yeah, you might be wondering uh, where where was the prep cast last week? Like Logan physically could not talk. Like you had, uh, yeah, it was really bad. It, it would have made for a very interesting um, prep cast where I would just say a bunch of stuff and you would either nod or shake your head <laughs> if you agree. Thumbs up, this. Brandon. Thumbs up. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm gl- I'm glad to see you're back. Uh, and recuperated and um yeah so we'll get into it uh last week on the show we were going to break down all of the girls basketball district tournaments and kind of take you through each of the brackets and we're going to do the same thing this week we'll just have a lot more uh results to talk about so if you are watching this podcast on the idahosports.com youtube channel first of all would you like it and hit that subscribe button that'll help us out um and that'll help other people uh find the podcast as well um if you are watching on our youtube channel i'm going to share my computer screen and so you will be able to see all of the brackets up on the screen and as we talk through these tournaments on the girls basketball side of things um if you are watching i would recommend you make your screen full size so it's a little easier to see the brackets if you are listening to the audio version of this podcast at idahosports.com or wherever you download your podcasts have no fear Right at the top of our homepage, IdahoSports.com, we have all of the girls' basketball district brackets there, and you can follow along that way. So here we go, Logan. Um, Let's start with what has actually officially been clinched in terms of district championships, and I guess that means we're going to start at the lowest level, the 1A D2 long pin conference we were actually here to broadcast these games on tuesday night on idahosports.com at meadows valley high school where the top seeded council lumberjacks defeat garden valley the two seed 63 to 44 and council once again the district champions and headed to state yeah just uh another dominating performance really for council uh you, you know to come away a big victory there over Garden Valley. And then, you know, last year, right, they make that run to the state championship, fall short against Rockland. And I think anybody that is left or anybody out there in the 182 tournament this year that's going to want it, uh, I think it's council. Nobody wants it more than council. I'll say that. I think in my, you know, you're going to see some other good teams there, right? You're going to see, you know, Rockland's going to be there again. Um, oh, well, they should be. I think they play today, right, against Mackey, but they'll they'll probably be there. And I mean, you're gonna have you're gonna have lots of good teams that show up, but Council is a little bit of a chip on their shoulder after last year. So I'm excited to see what they can do this year. And then <clears throat> opposite side, I think that second bid, I think you're gonna see. Uh, I, I think you're gonna end up seeing Garden Valley come away with that one. It's uh, impressive for Cascade, to be honest. 
to get from the five seed all the way to if they win, right, they're going to state. Uh, that, that's pretty impressive for them. Their numbers were low. Um, they have so many young players. Like we were at that game a couple weeks ago when they played Garden Valley and, and they just have a lot of young players on that Cascade squad. So to be one win away for Cascade, that's pretty impressive way to finish the season too. Yeah, Cascade as the five seed uh, has in subsequent games, loser out games, knocked out third seeded Tri-Valley, uh, 39-34, and then fourth seeded Salmon River, 37-33. So a pair of tight wins for Cascade. <clears throat> and now can they can they take the ultimate step to beat Garden Valley? I know they're taking a huge pet bus uh, over to uh, New Meadows today to uh, take in the game. And so for Cascade, this is really an exciting moment for them um, when they played garden Valley in the regular season um, garden Valley did win both matchups. The first one was only by nine points, 45 to 36. Uh, and then the second matchup, they won a little more decidedly. That was the game you guys were at 52 mm-hmm. to 25. So um, I don't know. Cascade did keep it close once we will see yeah. if they can do it again, but, and you know, they've got the the potential, I think to do it when, when you've got the, they've got the, they've got the size and that's, that's where I think they have the advantage and, uh, well, you know, we'll see. One thing I will say about Cascades girls basketball team is they they um, I watched them play an entire game and then it seemed like half of them went to the locker room, got changed and came out and cheerleaded for the boys game. So I tell you, that's that's a they played two games in a row. Right. They uh, that was I, I I noticed that I thought that was impressive to go out, play a game, run up and down the court all day long and then come out and, and cheer for the boys team. So uh, I like that Cascade squad. But uh, in this game, I, I think I like Garden Valley. <laughs> right. And, and I think when you talk about uh, dual activity athletes um, on the Garden Valley side, one of my favorite athletes is uh, Gracie Castillo. She plays basketball and she wrestles as well, Logan. And she's she's one of the better uh, female wrestlers in the state right. of Idaho. So. Well, you could yeah. see the one game we did, you could see she came in late. She was like coming as fast as she could and she had her wrestling shoes with her. And, uh, you know, she had, she had, I'm, I'm here, I'm here after wrestling practice. And, and I believe when we talked to the Garden Valley coach up there, she's not, she wasn't available for a lot of the games because she had wrestling. And then there was a couple other girls that weren't available because they played volleyball. And so like the team hadn't, always had everybody together uh, and it was like when some could be there the others couldn't and so you know when you get to this point in the season I think you're gonna have every, all right everybody we're putting everything else to the side really quick let's do the state tournament thing yeah for sure and then one last note on council uh, Michaela Hart was the <clears throat> IdahoSports.com player of the game in that district championship win she had 18 points in the victory and and at 6-1 um, she's got size that not many teams that are going to be at state can boast. I would really love to see council match up with Mackie at state because Mackie's got a six foot post and Megan Moore, who's going to actually be a thrower for the Idaho state university track and field team uh, once she graduates. And so that would be a fascinating matchup inside, I think um, for, between council and Mackie, but of course Mackie has to get there first. Um, I'm doing this uh, daily bracketology on idahosports.com. Basically, uh, a refresher of, okay, who clinched official bids to state last night? What are we projecting in terms of who's going to make it and what would the matchups be? Council would be the sixth seed 
in our current projections. And um, I think Garden Valley would be eight. So District 3 overall, a little down compared to uh, East Idaho and then also uh, North Idaho, where Kendrick and Deary both are. The top four seeds all belong to Rockland, Mackey, Kendrick, Deary. So um, in terms of seeding, uh, you can expect to see council in the bottom half of the seeds. So, and, and, and how would that be as a three seed, though, right? To, to show up at state and you get a, a conference champion that's been rolling through their conference and went undefeated. I don't care who you are. That's not um, that's not exactly what you want to line up against in your first round game. And it's a three seed, though you could potentially see a fantastic three, six game. Yes. And I will also mention then um, on that side of the bracket, Rockland had been the number one all year long. And then they started their postseason play. And of course the max preps rankings are based only on your regular season games. And and Deary, one of Deary's opponents, I think it was Kamii, got a win, and that boosted Deary's max preps rankings enough to actually leapfrog Rockland for the final uh, max preps rankings. So Rockland got pushed down to the two seeds. You're talking about maybe Rockland Council in the semis, a rematch of the championship <laughs> from last year. Yeah, that that would be that would be fun for everybody else, probably except for them, right? <laughs> right. So th these are the interesting things uh, that rattle around in my brain as I do these bracketology updates uh, week in, week out. Um, other district championships that have been claimed, we saw on Tuesday night at the 2A District 3 tournament, uh, the Melba Mustangs defeat the Coal Valley Christian Chargers by 10. This was another game on IdahoSports.com. Um, to me, I, if you're a Coal, Coal Valley fan, I think you're pretty encouraged because – you know, you, you've lost to Melba by double digits all year, but closing the gap to 10 points here in the district championship, I think is an encouraging sign. Both teams were going to state regardless, no matter what happened, because this league gets two and a half bids. So Melba and Cole Valley were among the first teams to officially clinch spots. And now Ambrose on the back end of the bracket beat Napa Christian in the third place game, 54 to 28. And Ambrose will play either Kellogg or Orofino in that state play-in game um and that will be on saturday at grangeville orofino and uh kellogg are playing uh tonight to determine that that play-in game spot so we could see three teams from district three at state yeah and i i you know i don't think anybody thought differently that melba would come away with it and uh you know what this was a conversation we had especially on the boys side where the conference maybe got a little bit um I wouldn't say gypped, but the way that the computer calculated things, they were lower in seeds. You, you had, I believe it was Ambrose and Melba playing in the first round, and they they didn't like that, that that was potentially a state tournament championship game and, you know, blah, 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 all of that, whatever you want to say. Uh, but, like, if you look at your rankings, right, or your bracketology report, you know, you have Melba as a one and Cole Valley as a three. And so I think that shows how good the conference actually was this year. And that was something we talked about with, with the teams that these two, Melba and Cole Valley, had played outside of conference, right? They they beat a lot of 3A teams. They played 4A teams. Melba beat 5A teams badly, you know, mul you know, multiple times. And them doing that just helped boost um, Cole Valley as well. And, and now all of a sudden you've got a one and a three, which is a path where you could potentially see the two of them meeting up at the state championship game. 
Yeah, and the top three seeds at 2A State are all locked in. It's uh, Melba 1, Soda Springs 2, <clears throat> Coal Valley 3. Um, and Ambrose, if they got in, would be a bottom half seed there. So uh, Kendall Clark, our IdahoSports.com player of the game in the district championship, double-double, Logan, 20 points, 13 rebounds. And she's, I mean, there's, yeah. there's a lot taller players on that Melba roster than Kendall Clark. So um, yeah, Melba to me, still the overwhelming favorite going into state for, for class two, a girls basketball. Um, we, the, so those are the official district championships that have taken place, but we have a number of district championships that will happen tonight. We're recording this on Thursday, February 9th, Logan. And so we'll talk about now the district championships that are coming up and how we think they might go. Let's start at the 5A where you'll have Boise and Rocky Mountain, the top two seeds playing each other. They both have already clinched spots to state. So really, this is for bragging rights, essentially. Um, right now in our bracketology, Boise is the five seed. Rocky Mountain is the eight seed. Overall, they would be the last seeded team. Um, but... I don't know. This this championship game will be at ICCU Arena as part of a doubleheader with the four A's tonight. I like Boise here, but what do you think? Yeah, I do too. It, it is kind of crazy to look at the bracketology though, and, and you see the bottom four seeds are all the five ASIC teams. Yeah. Like you know, the conference over here just it wasn't as strong, at least on paper. And you know, when, when those teams went out of conference, they they didn't perform well, not, not these teams specifically, but like, you know, middle of the pack teams were getting beat by Melba. And obviously that's going to pull it down. I mean, I know Melba's great, but right. But a five, a 5A versus a two, a, I can't imagine the, the computers liking that very much. Um, but it, so no, no first round, I guess you potentially could see a, all semifinal SIC matchup if everybody upsets everybody else in the first round. But um, <clears throat> I, I mean, I like you said, I like Boise tonight. I think Boise takes care of business. Um, they've just been on a tear. I mean, they did lose that one game, but I, you know, I just think that, I don't know. I think they've got the pieces. I think they've got the key players and that's always what it comes down to in, in February and March. Now, Rocky, happens to be the only team to beat Boise um, outside of Lake city on that opening game. So you never know, but at the end of the day, does it, it, it doesn't matter. I mean, it does matter, right? You want to win, especially in that environment playing there at the ICCU arena. That's a, that's a cool place to play a basketball game. Um, so you definitely want to come away with a win, but you know, at the end of the day, it, it, it doesn't matter. The real tournament is next week. Um, but having Boise as a five, that is, that's very surprising. That's a tough matchup for a four for a team that only lost one game or two games all year. Um, and I wonder how much that loss to Rocky Mountain factored in to the equation where their ranking is. Yeah, I think I think Boise took care of their business, and then the rest of the league kind of didn't didn't hold up their end of the bargain, and so the entire mm -hmm. league I think dragged Boise down a little bit. Now Boise can climb up in the seedings. These are just our projections. <clears throat> Thunder Ridge right now would be the two seed overall. They actually have to play Mountain View in a state play-in game Saturday. We're projecting Thunder Ridge to win that game. If they didn't, everybody would move up a slot. Uh, so Boise can move up to four. And then the same thing, Lake City, 
is currently projected as the three seed. They're playing Eagle in the other playing game on Saturday. And if, if Lake City were to lose that, then Boise could slot all the way up to three. So we'll have to wait and see there. But speaking of the back end of the bracket, Timberline and Hawaii also punched their tickets to state on Tuesday night in loser out games. They're not even loser out games because the loser is still alive. But why um, he beat Eagle 56 to 40 and then Timberline uh, beat Mountain View 48 to 41. So uh, I guess I'll eat my crow here, Logan. I said I thought why he was going to be the team that was in trouble. Um, they still are not playing without Sid Rodriguez. You know, she's she's with the team and, and listed on the roster and stuff, but she is not playing. Um, and we talked about that, um, but good for Hawaii to uh, to clinch and, and get to state. This this was an exciting uh, win for Coach Axe. Yeah, and you know, just chalk it up to another successful season for an Hawaii athletic program. It just it doesn't stop, right? I mean, last year obviously we saw the success with basketball and then baseball and then softball winning districts, and now football made it to the state playoffs during football season, and now here's the basketball team on the girls' side making it. Um, have they now been to state in every significant, I don't know about volleyball, but every other significant sport they've been there and they've only been open for a year and a half. Yeah, it's pretty impressive for sure. And then on the other side, Timberline gets a win over Mountain View 48-41. I really think Timberline is a dangerous team. When when you look at just they're, they're the defending champions, right? Um, yeah, they still have some key players back from that team um, a year ago. Currently, Timberline would be the number seven seed overall, um, and they would be projected to play a Thunder Ridge team that is reeling. Logan Thunder Ridge went undefeated in the regular season and now has lost twice to Rigby at districts, including by 20 points in the district championship game on Tuesday night. And speaking of first round matchups, uh, you're looking at possibly Boise and Rigby in the first round. And those are two of the hottest teams in 5A hoops right, right now. Right, right. What a Man. matchup that would be. Um, but to me, Timberline with Coach Andy Jones, uh, they're they're lurking and they're very dangerous. You know, in that win over Mountain View, they showed their incredible balance. Uh, Emily Swilly, Grace Mertes, and Piper Davis all scored 10 points each for Timberline. And to me, that's encouraging where last year, you know, they had Sophie Glancy and she did her thing. But this year, Timberline's got more balance. So if one of those players, one of those starters has an off night, uh, somebody else can step in and and right. assume control. And, and Piper Davis and Lauren McCall are both still there. So, I mean, I, I don't know. I really like Timberline as a dark horse. Yeah, I think Timberline, I mean, just <coughs> excuse me, just having that win right last year in the, in the state championship, having that in your back pocket, you know, I think that goes further than people anticipate. <clears throat> the next year, you know, you've played in the Idaho Center. You've won games there in the Idaho Center. It's not new. It's not – and that I think that's a big thing is, right, when you step in, it's a different environment. It's not the same as playing in a high school gym. It's not the same as, you know, a district tournament at all. It's it's the big stage, right? And it's not a new thing for Timberline. <clears throat> you know, they've been there. They've done that. A lot of these teams have, but Timberline has really been there and really done that they've come away with a championship there so you can't ever count out the returning chance for sure and and the fact that mountain view got to that loser out game uh, against timberline was pretty incredible logan i'll point you to last saturday where mountain view played cuna in a loser out game 29 27 the final 
Uh, this was to me the shot of the year so far, and it probably will be barring some really crazy state tournament stuff. Um, Cuna's got the ball. They're shooting a one and one with, uh, I don't know what, like six seconds left and Cuna's up 29 to, or excuse me, Cuna's up 27 to 26. They miss the free throw. It's rebounded Destiny Thompson from beyond half court. She was like a step behind half oh, court, Logan. Let's mm-hmm. it fly and swishes it. And that's the the walk-off, you know, 60-foot buzzer beater for Destiny Thompson and Mountain View. And they live to fight another day. And now they've it's they've propelled themselves all the way into a state tournament playing game against a Thunder Ridge team that is reeling. And so now can Mountain View, you know, under first year coach, um, Coach Pringle, can can they keep it going? Uh, it's a great story. I just don't, I don't, I don't know if it's going to happen. <clears throat> I'd love to eat crow, but I, I don't know. But I see, I've seen that shot show up in like random places of Twitter, right? People that I'm like, how did you see this? Like people in Kansas and look, check out this shot. So it's, it's making the rounds on, uh, on the Twitter verse, uh, which is kind of cool, but, um, it's going to be tough for Mountain View. Now, again, they they hung tough with Timberline. You know, they 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 played well here in the state or the district tournament, I should say. And so you, you never know when you get in those situations. And like you said, what's inside Thunder Ridge's head after losing two in a row, after not losing all year? And like you said, getting absolutely waxed by Rigby by 20 points. That's just, where did that come from? That's That was a question I had when I saw that score is – is everything okay with Thunder Ridge or did they just kind of get rattled? I mean, that first one was what, something like five points like that. And, yeah. and but, but 20 points, that's, um, I mean, I still think that that is one of the best teams in the state. Clearly they didn't lose a game all year. And so I still think it'll be a tall task for Mountain View to get past the hump there. I, I think for that district championship with Thunder Ridge and Rigby, Rigby's a really tough place to go play when the fans yeah. pack it and it's loud. And I believe Rigby jumped out to, it was either an 11, nothing or 12, nothing lead, like boom, right out of the gates. And I think Thunder Ridge was just kind of rattled and never recovered from that. Um, so yeah, that's going to be a very interesting state play in game. Eagle will have to uh, head up to Grangeville to play Lake city, a Lake city team that just got boat raced by Coeur d'Alene. Um, or well, and I guess I should say, Lake City is playing post falls. It could it could be post falls as well. I don't sure. want to I don't want to slight the Trojans, although they have not beaten Lake City yet this year. But either way, whether it's Lake City or whether it's uh, post falls, Eagle is going to be the underdog, especially because they lost to post falls head to head this year. Right, and, and you know what? Lake City is the only team to beat Boise outside of Rocky Mountain. Like you know, that's a really good Lake City team. Uh, we've said it all year. <clears throat> that we thought the conference was getting four, that that's what it was going to end up being. And I, and I still think that, and, and again, I'd love to be wrong, but I just think that that Lake city team is very good. And that Thunder Ridge team is very good. And so it, it's going to take a very phenomenal performance from both of these, you know, from Eagle and from Mountain View to get those final two bids. Yeah, a tall order for sure. So we'll we'll keep an eye on all of that. Um, we talked about Boise Rocky being um, game two of the championship doubleheader tonight at ICCU Arena. The first game will be the 4A District 3 Championship top two seeds, Bishop Kelly and Columbia. Really, they, they've kind of had an easy time here at Districts. BK beat Ridgeview 69-24. Columbia beat Skyview 
57-36. Skyview will host Ridgeview tonight for third and fourth place. Um, the winner of that will then get to challenge the loser of BK and Columbia for that second and final bid to state. But to me, uh, it's it's BK and it's Columbia to me pretty clearly. Yeah, I don't think if there there's a conference that's this cut and dry in terms of the top two being the top two. And I, and I think it's these two just – they are three steps above everybody else. And, and you know what, Bishop Kelly, I mean, on your projected rankings, again, they're not Brandon's rankings. They're what the this computer is, tells Brandon the rankings are. This, but this is Matt, that, that's the, the bracketology is max preps. That's right. That, right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and they come out as what, like a five, I think is where yeah. they're at. And I mean, they only have three losses on the year. And one of them is once to Boise. Right. And then they, it's, it's, uh, who's the other one too? They lost to Boise and Timberline. And they, and so they, they lost, lost to Sky, and lost Skyline. To, and Ryan right, oh. Scott. So two of their losses are to qualifying teams in the 5A. So I think they're a little disrespected. And, and you know, I, it's probably coming down to how, unfortunately, how poor the conference has lined up. Um, yep. You know, that's going to pull you down. And and then that is true. I mean, there's no denying that. But it's a good team. I mean, Skyline probably not as good as they were last year. The entire 4A girls tournament is going to look different this year, right? Like you had heavy hitters in Skyline and Burley last year, and now neither one the the, the state championship matchup. Both of those teams are gone. Um, so is it, it's somebody else's turn to to quote reign supreme on the 4A girls tournament this year. And there, I don't, I don't think there's a reason that Bishop Kelly can't squeeze their way in there. Um, you know, it, again, they haven't been playing the toughest competition the last month. So I don't know if that factors in, but I think they got just as much of a shot as anybody to get through there. Yeah. When you look at last year's um, tournament field at state versus this year's, you're looking at maybe <clears throat> two teams returning to state and that's it. Uh, you had last year century, and they have to play Pocatello tonight. They're the underdog. Um, we, we're not projecting Century to get back to state. Mountain Home, they're still alive in their district. Um, they could possibly get there, but right now we're not projecting that. Sandpoint uh, will probably win their league and, and make a return. Columbia, we feel pretty good about getting back to state. And then the bottom half of the bracket, you know, Blackfoot uh, could get back. Um, they're playing in their district championship tonight. Skyline's already out. Burley's already out. Middleton moved up to 5A. So, I mean, you're looking at two, maybe three teams that are back from last year's 4A state tournament. And you're right, Logan, it's going to be kind of a new frontier. Um, Bishop Kelly currently projected as the five seed. Columbia would be the eight seed. And what's interesting is that BK would play Pocatello if if the Thunder were to get there in the 5-4 matchup. Those two teams played at the East Idaho Holiday Shootout at Skyline back in December, a game that we had on idahosports.com and bk only won by three 55 52 what a rematch that would be yeah i mean and i think that just shows that bk is right i think that those top you know maybe shelly is as a step above everybody else possibly but you know the two three four five i think they're all a clump and i i wouldn't be surprised it just wouldn't surprise me to see a you know four six state championship man i'm not not I'm not looking at the bracket, so I don't know the exact you know lineup where people face off. But to see a six, a five, six, or a seven somehow 
sneak their way there. I, it just wouldn't surprise me. And and you know what? One I'm excited for is Sandpoint. I feel like the last few years um, they had been right there and, and get a little bit better, but then they just run into these buzz saws of teams, right? Where, oh, here, face this, this Blackfoot and Century team that haven't lost all year. Oh, hey, here, face Amari Whiting and Burley. And they've just kind of you know, just had these tough matchups. And now, it, you know, I feel like the playing field is, is leveled just a little bit. And maybe even Sandpoint has a, an opportunity to, to sneak in there and make some noise next week. For sure. I will tell you, uh, state tournaments next week, of course, on IdahoSports.com. We're going to provide audio coverage for every single game across the entire spectrum. Next week uh, on the Treasure Valley PrepCast, Logan, we'll just do our usual um, live state girls basketball tournament preview show, and that will take the place of the regular uh, podcast. We'll do our live uh, state girls basketball preview show, and then I'll put it in the podcast feed for the Treasure Valley Prep Cast. But uh, Logan, you're going to be at the one eight D one tournament. I'm going to be at the four A tournament, and I'm I'm trying to like do prep and that kind of stuff. And not a single team has actually clinched a spot yet in four A. <laughs> it's very frustrating. <laughs> Still all up in the air, and it's yeah. uh, and and it might be the more inter- one of the more entertaining. I, it's. I, I don't know who the favorite is there. And so that one should be a fun tournament to be a part of. Yeah, for sure. So uh, Bishop Kelly Columbia tonight uh, winner will clinch uh, an automatic bid to state three, a district three championship is tonight as well at Parma. It is the, the Parma Panthers top seed against Weezer, the three seed, uh, Weezer had slipped. Uh, they had lost to Fruitland at the end of the regular season. Fruitland actually got the two seed by virtue of that. Um, but in the semifinals on Saturday, Weezer got payback. They beat Fruitland 66 to 44. So you've got Parma and Weezer both advancing to state. This is a district that gets two and a half teams in. So no matter what happens in the district championship tonight, both Parma and Weezer moving on and both teams pretty talented. Um, on the back end, you've got Fruitland hosting McCall Donnelly tonight in the third place game. The winner of that will advance to a state play-in game. Um, against the winner of Marsh Valley and Teton. Those two teams are playing tonight in a regional play-in game. I saw Teton with my own eyes on Monday night, Logan. They're good. If it's Fruitland that gets through, Fruitland and Teton, oh, man, that's going to be quite a battle for that last spot to state. Yeah, I mean, they they were right there. They led a lot of that game against Sugar Salem, did they not? I mean, they they had the lead. It slipped away there at the end, and – and taking care of business against Teton is, is going to be tough. Um, and you know what? But Fruitland has shown that they can hang with the top dogs, so to say, by taking down Weezer. But then Weezer, like you said, and, and it shows right here, they got the best of them um, on Saturday night. But And this is a league where now you're seeing the teams not, you know, at the bottom like we saw with the 4A. Like Parma, I think, comes in as the three. Weezer yep. would be a five, I believe. And you know, if Fruitland gets in, right, I think we could potentially see a Fruitland versus Parma first round game, right? Yes. Fruitland currently would be the sixth seed. So that's just what everybody wants, right? Get to get to state and see an old friend. <laughs> that's right. I don't think Bayview would like that. And, uh, you know, a friend, I use that word. I, not you know, correct. <clears throat> We talked. We talked about pivoting to using max preps to seed the teams at state to try and avoid these um, conference versus conference matchups, um, and they still happen, right? 
But at least now you can say, well, that's just the way the system is. In the past, there was no excuse. The bracket was all predetermined. Um, and you still had conference teams playing each other in the first round. And that to me was inexcusable. But now, at least with this, you can say, hey, it is what it is. And I'm sure if we did this nine times out of 10, you'd be playing somebody from a different district, you know, nine times. But um, sometimes those conference matchups do slip in there. So we'll we'll see how Fruitland does um, as they continue to try to get to state. And then we've got the 1AD1 District 3 tournament, Logan, where We've been we've been on the Greenleaf. We've been on the GLF train all year, have we not? We have been hyping yeah. up Greenleaf friends all year. I know you in particular. Greenleaf, I mean, like I said, I think they have one of the best players, and nobody's heard about. Yeah, Shea Olson. Yeah, phenomenal player. Uh, Greenleaf, the three seed, knocks off Rimrock, the two seed, on Saturday in the semifinals, and pretty convincingly, fifteen point win, thirty seven to twenty two. So Greenleaf Friends punches their ticket to state along with Liberty Charter, the number one overall seed. They beat Wilder in the other semi, 43-24. So now you've got Liberty Charter taking on Greenleaf tonight at Columbia for the district title, but both teams moving on. What an accomplishment for these schools. Yeah, yeah, and and I'm excited to see Greenleaf play there in the, in the state tournament. And, and, you know, when you look, though, at the predetermined or, you know, the max preps rankings, uh, right now – if everything holds, Greenleaf would have a daunting task in the first round. Um, but hey, what do you want? You want the best, right? You want to be able to go up against the best. And and Greenleaf probably going to get an opportunity to go up against the best in the first round. But um, congrats to them for, for finding a way to get in here. Liberty Charter, um, it's just, you know, copy and paste year after year. They seem to doesn't matter who's there at Liberty Charter, but they're going to be at state. Um, they seem to always be in the mix. And then Rimrock always as well, but they're going to have to fight through the other direction. Yeah. Uh, Rimrock will play Wilder in the third place game tonight at Columbia at six. It'll be a, a six, seven thirty doubleheader. Um, and then, you know, if Rimrock wins that, very tall order. They're going to have to play. I haven't typed it in yet up here, but they're going to have to play the five uh, district five, six champion grace and that is grace is good i mean if grace makes it to state they'd be the four seed overall but they're 18 and four on the year um they've got a lot of tall players inside so to me rimrock they've got their work cut out for them kyla jewett great coach though and if anyone can do it it's her so good luck to rimrock yeah i mean grace has been the one to throw a wrench in the in the lapway dynasty so to say uh, winning a state championship a couple years ago um, and so, yeah, like you said, it's tough to, here's your play-in game. You made it. Oh, why don't you go ahead and play a district champion for your play-in game? Oh, thanks for that. Um, so it'll be tough, but it'll be fun to see Liberty Charter and Greenleaf out there at the state tournament next week. Yeah, and currently Liberty, the seven seed, Greenleaf, the eight seed, they would play Prairie and Lapway, respectively, from the White Pine League. Those two played each other for the district championship last night, and Lapway won by 20 plus so it's kind of lapways world and we're all yeah. just kind of living in it and, um, and this happened i know we're, we'll, we'll talk about that tournament next week but yeah that's what happened last year uh, i mean it's prairie is projected to be the second seed and they just lost to the top seed by over 20 point you know it's like you said it's lapways world and we're all just we're all just living in it yeah for sure. So that's what's going on with girls district hoops. Um, 
And uh, yeah, we're getting close to the finish line here for state Logan. I did want to touch on boys basketball real quick. Nothing uh, too earth shattering in terms of results. You know, all the teams that we're expecting to win continue to do so as we gear up now for district play um, that will start next week with some of these districts. So we are uh, working on getting those boys district brackets finalized. They should be up on the website by the end of the week. Um, but, uh, in the five ASIC, uh, Mountain View got that early, uh, conference win over Elihi. Um, and then they had kind of just been rolling along and then they finally, uh, stumble and, and suffer their first, uh, district loss of the season to Eagle. The, uh, the head scratching, uh, continues in the five ASIC. Yeah. Because Eagle last week lost to Middleton who has been, uh, you know, in the thick of things, but not, you know, they're kind of towards the bottom of the league. And, you know, I love that. I'm sure you could do a circle now. You could complete a circle with the conference with so-and-so beat so-and-so. I, I, have you ever seen those? Oh, or yeah. a conference, everybody's beating everybody. I think you could do that with the 5ASIC now. Um, that is, yeah, just what's going on. And you know what? Makes for a fun march, right? Um, depending on where people are going to go. I think they have their, the five ASIC has that initial round of districts on Saturday. Um, or is it next, the week, the next Saturday? I think it's I next. I never, can never remember which Saturday. one it is, but they, you know, based on what we've seen so far, there's no reason that there can't be something crazy to happen there uh, with Eagle taking, I mean, they, they won by 14 points, I think, right? Yeah. And that game, just never know. There's not an off night in the SIC. I guess <laughs> that's the way to put it. Yeah. 64 to 50 was the final Eagle with the win. I mean, when you look at the league standings right now, Mountain View and Hawaii are both 10 and 1. Timberline, Eagle, and Meridian are all 7 and 4. Centennial, Bora, and Cuna are all 5 and 6. Boise is 4 and 8. And then Middleton, Capital, Rocky, and Napa are all three and eight <laughs> a lot of parody in the league yeah <laughs> everybody's clumped together in yeah. their own respective pods gosh how, how are they going to sort out those tiebreakers to seed these teams at districts that's going to be a headache <laughs> a lot of it is uh well we beat them and they beat them and they beat this team and yeah that's going to be a mess oh man. maybe you... one or two more games some stuff will settle apart but I'm going to nominate that the tiebreaker be determined by, okay, who had the higher seed in girls basketball? And that's how we <laughs> it depends on where your girls team was. Yeah. And so right. That's, that's what you get. It's a good yeah. idea. It'd be fun for sure. So yes, the wildness continues uh, in, in postseason basketball wrestling districts next week as well. We talked about that and more on the Idaho Matt chat prep cast last night on uh, the IdahoSports.com YouTube channel, Facebook page, and Twitter account. Uh, you can also subscribe to the Idaho Matt Chat Prepcast wherever you download your podcast. That is our wrestling-only podcast we do each week. So there's your wrestling coverage there. All right, Logan, uh, I'm going to hop off because I need to preserve my voice. I've got one more game to do tonight. So i got to save what little I have left. <laughs> yeah, well, good luck with that. I mean, we've got a lot of district championship games on tonight. So just be sure to check it out. And then, yeah, next week, every single game, we will be at every single game. Yes. It's hard to do that. Um, and we will be at every single one of them. So 
You can listen to every game right here. I mean, every we have the best in high school broadcasters, I think, right? And where, you know, it's an audio broadcast, but you're going to feel like you're right there. I mean, you don't, you know, you can just sit down, you can just listen to it in your ear while you're driving or whatever it is, wherever you may be. You can pop in and out of games and um, it'll be fun to listen to and, and just be sure to, to check out the coverage on Idaho Sports next week. Yep, I, I try not to brag too much, but uh, other other uh, entities that will cover the tournament, they weren't they weren't talking about Shay Olson and, and they weren't Leaf all year long like we've been. So uh, just remember that. Yeah, we we we've been here <laughs> from the start covering this week in week out. We know these teams, we know these players, we know these communities it, exceptionally well. And that's uh, sorry, I'll go one more thing on that. I think that that's always been the thing. Whenever I've gone around, and I know you've probably seen it too where we know these teams and you're not just going to get somebody showing up at the gym to cover the game. You're getting people that have, Oh, you know what? I've seen Lapway for three straight years. I know who they are. I know that, you know, I've seen her play since she was a freshman. Oh, I've seen her play since she was a freshman. I know what you're going to expect to see out of this. Oh, Prairie. I've seen, you know, that's what you're going to get. You're going to get that flavor of we know these teams yeah. and you're not, you know, that's worth the listen in and of itself. And, and, and we, we pride ourselves on that. So just be sure to tune in and listen to, to a couple of games next week. Cause you won't regret it. It'll be good. Yeah. It's a good way to kill the time for sure. Um, uh, and of course <clears throat> we do have, we have video coverage still of some district championships tonight. Yep. As Logan said, uh, you can uh, see it all, see the broadcast schedule by clicking on the game streams tab on the homepage at idahosports.com. All right, thanks for uh, tuning in to the Treasure Valley Prep Guest, everybody. <clears throat> Girl State Basketball Preview Show headed your way next week. So until then, for Logan Green, I'm Brandon Bainey, and we'll see you next time on idahosports.com.